This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and I'm joined this week by our resident statistician, Dave Roberts, who's going to give you all the stats, facts and information that you need ahead of the Claret's trip to Anfield. Let's go. Dave, it's just you and me this week. Yes, little two-way this week. Um, you've obviously been busy this week. You've had the uh, analysis show and also the uh, FPL special as well. I know. Look at this. This is what a true pro is like, listeners. You know, he's already, without prompting, lining up to send you to your usual podcast provider and your YouTube subscription channel and check out our videos. Yeah, it's been a busy week this later, week. Um, I know, deal. We'll we'll put the links in the show notes, obviously. Um, yeah, it's been um, it's been a bit of a challenge recently to get the team together and things, and it's um, there's been quite a lot of conflicting interest. But we hope now that the new year has started, that we're back to having um, analysis shows split from the previous show instead of um, an amalgamated one. And yeah, game week. Um, sorry, the January and February fantasy Premier League seasons um, had finished, so for January and February, so we had quite a lot to cover. So yeah. Show number three of the week. So it's going to be a nice little short show this week. We are just going to concentrate on the Liverpool preview, uh, which will be kind of exciting. Um, And, yeah, all is good. So let me bring my little script up. Um, Because I don't think we've got anything. We don't have a quiz question, obviously, anymore because we've got famous fans instead. Um, There's nothing else. I think we just get cracking, Dave, and get straight into the preview. Let's, uh, yeah, let's rip that let's, uh, bandaid off. Let's do it. Okay, well, this one, uh, well, actually, the last one was a little bit more positive and that ended up being a little bit of a, uh, a difficult display at Turf Moor. So you never know. It might be a uh, an uncomfortable match preview, which might result in some points. Who knows? Um, it is back to the Premier League, Burnley fans. It's Liverpool away. Um, we are now counting down to the show that is going to be Jurgen Klopp leaving. Um, so we're going to have to deal with that for now until the end of the season. Saturday the 10th of February, it's a 3pm kickoff, not televised live anywhere in the UK. Dave, your opening fixture, please, is going to be the match results summary. Take it away. Yeah, we'll look back at previous match results and 45 previous visits to play Liverpool at Anfield in league matches have produced nine Burnley wins and 12 draws. Uh, so it's perhaps unsurprising that with 24 defeats in those matches, we've also been outscored 
by more than two to one, finding the net 40 times, but conceding 82 goals to our hosts. In more recent times, eight Premier League visits to Anfield have produced five defeats, two draws, and one memorable Burnley victory. We'll be looking at uh, that in more detail later. However, apart from a select group in the press box, there were no Clarets fans present in the ground to see that occasion for themselves. It's worth mentioning that Burnley's two results at an empty Anfield, a draw and a win, were notably more impressive than when crowds were present. Uh, on that subject, over recent years, the capacity of Anfield has been increased, with redevelopment of the main stand, first of all, and more recently, the Anfield Road End. Take the capacity up over 60,000. In fact, a 75-year-old Liverpool club record is expected to be broken this weekend for the highest crowd ever for a league match at the ground. Uh, although their all-time attendance record, which was for an FA Cup match against Wolves in 1952, exceeds even the new capacity, meaning that remains safe for the time being. Good stuff. So... We're going to probably have quite a few of one of the category in this. So I'll be interested to see how you might to pull this one up, Dave. One to remember and one to forget. It's it's time we recall a couple of past matches which were memorable for very different reasons. As is now customary, we get the one to forget out of the way first. And I'm pretty sure you probably had quite a few to choose from, Dave. So what did you get out of your one to forget? Uh, yeah, there were a few to choose from. Uh, Burnley's heaviest ever defeat at Anfield against Liverpool was on Boxing Day 1928. Uh, when we suffered, can you believe it, an 8-0 reverse. But we're not going to go back that far. We're going to look back at a more recent defeat, and that was from our first ever season in the Premier League in 2009-10. Uh, we may take it a little bit for granted now, but after a long wait of 33 years, promotion back to the top flight allowed Burnley fans to experience away matches at some of the biggest and best grounds in the country. Although at this time, Anfield's capacity was still just under 45,000. Sadly, our performance and the results on our travels that season were a disappointment. In September 2009, after having already suffered a 2-0 away defeat on the opening day at Stoke and a 3-0 defeat at Chelsea, we played Liverpool at Anfield. Spaniard Rafa Benitez was in charge of the Reds and almost 3,000 travelling Clarets fans saw us concede first-half goals to Yossi Benayoun and Dirk Count to, to trail 2-0 at the break. Two further goals in the second half from Benayoun in the 61st and 82nd minute allowed him to complete his hat-trick and also make it four for the hosts. And Burnley, with just three shots on target all match, could not find a way past Pepe Reina. As ever, the Burnley Express headline summed it all up. They said, Rafa wins the day, Clarets fail to bossy Yossi. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do we not have a one to remember then this week? Uh, yes, we do, but I've hidden it away, but yes, it's here. <laughs> See, he likes to tease me, listeners. He likes us. I'm going to look through the script and thinking, what's going on here? Uh, okay, then, let's find what you did with your one to remember, please, Dave. It's hidden away because we didn't have one last week, did we? For, yes, uh, exactly, for yeah, because it was really, really bad. <laughs> uh, we, we, we do have one to remember this time. Uh, as we remember, uh, as we mentioned earlier, I want to remember is Burnley's one and only Premier League away win at Anfield in eight attempts. Although due to the COVID restrictions in place at the time, it was played in front of an empty ground. That was in January 2021. On the pitch, I think it's fair to say that Burnley rode their luck a little <laughs> bit, especially in the first no. half when Ibaka Rigi 
capitalised on a rare error from Ben Mee, but saw his shot strike the crossbar and bounce to safety. The match was also memorable for, a, for a, let's say, a full and frank exchange of views at halftime between Sean Dyche and Jurgen Klopp. Oh, is it that game? <laughs> yeah, it's obviously going to be in the news again this weekend, uh, with the Reds' boss clearly rattled. However, it looked like the match may have been headed towards a goalless draw until the 83rd minute, when the ball broke to Ashley Barnes and he was unceremoniously brought down the box by Allison. Even VAR agreed that it was a penalty. Uh, Ashley dusted himself down and stepped up before coolly putting away the spot kick. And then Nick Pope and the Burnley backline gallantly held on for the 1-0 victory and all three points. As well as being a rare Anfield win for Burnley, it was also Liverpool's first home defeat in the league since April 2017. Although Burnley very nearly ended that run around six months earlier, but had to be content with a 1-1 draw that was in July 2020. Uh, that draw was the only time Liverpool dropped points at home on the way to the Premier League title the previous season. So this win against the reigning champions could be said to be a natural progression. However, we know that a packed downfield is a different prospect entirely, so we'll have to be at our very best to get any sort of positive result this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Well, giving us the views from what the Liverpool fans do expect out of this fixture, we spoke to Henry Jackson from Mrs Anfield to get his views ahead of the game. I think Liverpool being top of the league in February has come as a surprise to lots of people, really, considering how badly they struggled last season and uh, the midfield rebuild that Klopp did last summer was potentially going to take some time. So I think a lot of fans were hoping for you know a definite top four finish and maybe to hang around until Christmas sort of time. So this has been a real bonus and there's obviously still the chance of winning a quadruple this season. So it's exciting times. Um, there's obviously Klopp's exit this summer has come as an absolute shock to, to everyone. Probably one of the biggest blows I can ever remember experiencing as a Liverpool fan. So um, it's interesting to see if the players sort of respond to that now. They certainly didn't against Arsenal last week, uh, which was a, a shocker of a performance. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating few months. I think as excited as Liverpool fans are, there's that con uh, constant threat of of Man City. You know, every season they basically go on a 12, 15 game winning run at this time of the season and hit this unstoppable run. And you know, it's very easy to see that happening again. They look in ominous form already. Um, so, and Arsenal, I wouldn't rule out either after after they beat us last weekend. So. It's tough to call, but it's exciting to be right in the race. Um, but we have to bounce back against Burnley on Saturday. Um, in terms of team news, Klopp hasn't done his press conference yet, but I would assume that uh, Salah may still not be available. Uh, Dominic Zabosla is certainly out for the next few weeks, uh, so he'll be a huge loss in midfield. So I think you see potentially Trent stay at right back with Van Dijk, Canate and Joe Gomez keeping his place at left back despite Robertson now being fit. Um McAllister is likely to sit in the midfield, even though Endo is back. Um, there is the option of playing Trent as the right-sided number eight in Saboslai's role and playing Connor Bradley at right-back, who's, who's looked so exciting. Um, and then, yeah, Curtis Jones, Elliot, Gravenberg, you've got those players fighting for a place as well, although Jones is a standout of those three at the moment. And then in attack, if Salah isn't playing, then I'd, I'd expect it to be Diaz, uh, Diaz Nunes and uh, Jota. Um, Gakpo didn't do enough week there last weekend to justify keeping his place. So um, it's never easy to second guess Klopp and predict what his team's going to be. But I would say Salah and uh, Sabosla at the moment look like the most high profile 
absentees, although you never know with Salah, he misses so few games that he might have made a, a quick recovery from his injury. So um, it'll be interesting. Um, I think anything other than a Liverpool win is a disaster um, and it has to be a comfortable win, win really just to kind of steady the ship after after last weekend. And, you know, I think most Red supporters and, and with all due respect, I'm sure Burnley fans expect a Liverpool win. Um, but we all know how unpredictable the Premier League is, so you just never know. But um, hopefully it's an enjoyable game. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Referee details then, please. Dave, can you finish us off, please, with those? Uh, yeah, Tim Robinson of Bognor Regis seems to have been somewhat of a lucky charm for Burnley in the past, as so far we have a 100% record with six wins after the six matches he's taken charge of. Wow. However, however, Uh-oh. there's always a book. However, only one of those against, New- against Newcastle United at Turf Moor in December 2019 has been in the Premier League. Uh, his, his first Burnley match of this season but we managed four wins out of four in 2022-23, and all four were away away from Turf Moor, including the FA Cup victory at Bournemouth and three championship away wins, including a 1-0 victory to seal the the title at Ewood Park last April. Thankfully, so far, he's kept his red card in his pocket in those previous six matches, but he's booked 14 Burnley players and 10 of our opponents. Uh, This time, Stuart Atwell is in charge of the replays, as he's the video assistant referee for this weekend's match. Good stuff. Going to be a tricky game, Dave. I don't think there's any way of getting around that, is there? Uh, yeah, they'll be a bit like a wounded beast, won't they, having lost to uh, Arsenal. They, 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 they've got themselves into a prime position. Obviously, you've still got Man City. I think Man City still had a game in hand, didn't they? They had to, um, I think, at the time. Yeah, they're they're, all, they're always there in the background. So Liverpool kind of knew that they had to keep on winning um, and the win against Arsenal would have probably set them back, but now it kind of Arsenal are kind of in there as well, and you, you just feel like it's Man City's to win and Liverpool's to to lose. But well, it's in their hands it, now, isn't it? It, it? it is to some extent, but you th- well, no, it is. Liverpool... It's in City's. It's mathematically, it's now in City's hands because if they win their games, like that's yeah. it. You know, they're ahead, so it's they swung back to them. But I think Liverpool are going to be the the archetypal wounded beast and uh, come out firing after losing against Arsenal. And they're going to be buoyed on by uh, a big Anfield crowd. They've released an extra 3,000 seats, I think it is. The extra part, well, most of the uh, extra extension of the um, mm-hmm. Anfield Road End has been open now. So it's going to be uh, a, a bigger crowd as well. There'll be uh, 
wanting to to get behind the team and it's, it's what I think what Burnley don't want to do is concede an early goals. I think then the the floodgates we might will. open. Burnley, Burnley can f- frustrate them early on, stay in the game. Something that we we did perhaps not so much against the the, the so called big six, but quite often our travels uh, in the Premier League in previous seasons we've managed to 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 do that. And I think we maybe need to go in with that that mindset a little bit more. We won't, Dave. When have you seen particularly this season side? go and stay in games. That's just not company style. There's no way he's going to do it. We all know that that's what they should do. They've been needing to do that this entire season, but Vincent Company is just not wired up that way to think. So there's there's just no even way of even wishing for it. He's not going to do it. Um, do you not think, just before we come back on to Burnley themselves, going back to what you're talking about, the, the Premier League title, do you give Arsenal any chance for pulling themselves back into this? I think they're probably the outsiders out of the three. Uh, they probably are. They had a bit of a, a sticky patch, but obviously the win against Liverpool has kind of got them back into it a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a tough ask for them, but you mm. you never know. I mean, City, City tend City to have that strong second half of the season, yeah. don't they? But if they, they do slip up, they, City. yeah, if they do slip up and lose a game or two, then you know the other teams are there to to mm. perhaps give them a, a run for their money. So we, we we shall see. But I think it'll be perhaps a little bit closer than it has been. I don't think City perhaps going to run away with it as much as they have done no. uh, in previous seasons. And that's a good thing for the league as well. You want mm, it to definitely. be a, a multiple title race and you don't want it You want it to be close as well. Um, the fact that we've spent the first few minutes of the preview talking about City and Liverpool and the, the title race, it kind of feels that there's an inevitability that's sunk into us that we're kind of irrelevant in this game. And I think that's that's where I felt with this season now. It's like we're, we're not in any games. We're hardly in games. And it just feels like... I, I just don't get my hopes up for anything from the weekend. So I just I'm concerned that we're going to go there and it's going to be men against boys again and we're just going to be literally irrelevant. Is there anything that this Claret side can do to just give themselves any fighting chance in this game, Dave? Uh, in this game, it's going to be tough. I think that, as you say, there perhaps needs to be a bit more of a, a I don't know, a, a dose of reality in terms of how we go into games, whether that happens or not. No. It's questionable, um, but I think we just need to stay in it. Really, I mean, for, from the from the point of view of not just this match but the season, we have to bear in mind that yeah, it, it looks bad in terms of the position we're in. You know, Luton have done really well and kind of got themselves out of it a little bit, um, but we've always got to be mindful that there is the financial fair play still going on. I think the 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 talk obviously Everton's appeal is coming up later this month. And then I think that the talk is that it'll be April when we know about uh, Nottingham Forest. Sixth of April. Yeah. So, Dave, are they not going? They're not going to do point deductions this season, though, are they? Not on the. Not. What? What? I met that decision on the sixth of April, so an entire Mm. season's work can just be completely wiped. I will be Mm. really surprised. I tell you what, I'm expecting. I'm I'm expecting the decision on the sixth of April. I expect. Uh, Everton to get further points deduction and Forest to get their first set and I think they'll start taking place the season after I just think they'll bottle it unless both of them are well clear of relegation and they'll do it that season which feels grossly unfair to everybody else but yeah, just I've lost all faith in the fairness of that system to be honest I just I don't know if it will happen but yeah I do agree with you I'm kind of trying not to pin my hopes on a windfall of a points deduction because in my mind, we haven't done enough to justify staying in this league. And I, I'd be worried about our performances next season if we did manage to stay up with the skin of the teeth. 
what I want to see is this team learning and evolving and playing and setting themselves up to this extent that if they do stay up next season, they have learned from these mistakes and they're a stronger side and that they do perform better. I don't know if that's just asking for the impossible, but um, in terms of the three new boys, do you start them all? Um, I'm not sure. Well, there's two questions there. One is, will will Vincent Company start all three? And secondly, would I? Um, well, the question I think was, got, yeah, it's for you. Yeah, what do you, you think? You, you've got to start for Farner, I think. I think in, in terms of what what he did when he came on in both games. Drop Amdouni? Mean, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. That that's what seemed to be the, the, the yeah, logical yeah. move. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Estev came on as sub at the start of the second half. I thought he did, did really I thought he well. Was great. Yeah, I, I really liked him. Cultured player, um, looked very he looked, uh, he looked like yeah. he had some direction, he looked like he was taking control of his players, and he looked like he wanted to drive the ball forward as well. And he did for somebody who's only just playing his first game, he looked like he was a couple of steps ahead of the rest of his side, which has got to give us some hope for the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, it, it it wouldn't be a massive surprise to to see all three starting, but you just kind of have that doubt at the back of your mind whether we'll whether we'll take that step and and do that. So we, I think we were critical of Vincent Company early in the season that there were too many changes, there's too much turnover. Whereas I think in this instance, it might be a case where, from what we've seen in particularly in the second half of the Fulham game, that we kind of need that impetus from the start of the game, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And I think certainly from a defence perspective, our defence has been so woefully poor this season. Uh, we don't, you know, Charlie Taylor's in a long-term injury, so we don't have, um, and now we, we have, you know, we haven't got a left back and now we've sent Connor Roberts to Leeds. It makes sense to me to start our new right back um, and either persevere with Gatinho at left back or give Alder Keel another shot at, at left-back, see what happens. But the, he, for me, definitely starts. I think the question mark is around whether he, he, Estev comes in or whether he gives Ekdal another chance to, because Ekdal was, was terrible in that that Fulham game, um, which was surprising, really, because we've been um, calling for him to start for for some time and he he, uh, he had a really poor game. Um, I'm surprised it's Ekdal, Ekdal that's been pushed away rather than... O'Shea, O'Shea's not for me. He is improving, but I don't see him as a particularly strong Premier League player, so we'll see. Um, okay, score prediction then, please, Dave. I'll allow you to predict a defeat here. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 likelihood is, you look at all the stats, then a, a defeat is likely, but we've got to have some hope out there, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Burnley are going to get a 2-2 draw. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, but I'm, I, I think with Fafana in the side that we could get we could get a goal or two. So I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. I love him so much. Do you know what? I've been a little bit defeated this week and I've been a little bit down in the dumps. Maybe the third show has taken its toll on me, but I'm genuinely surprised you've done that and I'm, I'm very heart, heartened. So I am going to jump all over that and I'm going to agree with you and say... I too am going to. I'm going to say one-one, not two-two, uh, just to have a little bit different. I can't be bold enough to predict that we'll score three goals at Anfield. So I'm also going to predict predict a Burnley draw. Listeners, you know the drill by now. Send us your score predictions on social media, please, or comment in the section below if you're watching this episode in our YouTube channel. Uh, okay, before we wrap up, then um, we do we have a 
Oh, what's it called? Do we have a bonus stat? No. No, no bonus stat this week. Oh, God, listeners. I was about to say, young Dave usually uh, treats us to his miscellaneous stats of the week this week, but I think we were all in bad books. He's not giving us a present well, it, this it, week. It is in there, but it's part of the next feature. It's part of the Return the Famous Fans feature. The the last the last one of the six has little... Ooh, uh, it's an Easter egg. We've got an Easter egg. All right, I will let you off then, Dave. So... Let us round off the previous show with everybody's favourite feature where we rate our opposition's celebrity fans. Now, I'm not going to lie, listeners. Dave's getting a little bit giddy with this feature and I might have to take it off him next season because they're getting wilder and wilder and wilder. I've had a sneak preview of this list because he sends it round to the known and ever team to get their scores that we can moderate when we do it. And I'm this is getting ridiculous. You'll see what I mean in a minute. Dave. Which ludicrous made-up Liverpool fans have you selected in the in the opposition celebrity fans this list week, please? Well, I'll let the listeners make their own minds up. Um, they will. First up, <laughs> first up in our list is actor Daniel Craig, age 55. He's probably most famous for his role as James Bond in the most recent five films in the franchise, which have grossed almost $4 billion between them. And he is, has been seen at Anfield as well. So he's yeah, a, you can have a that known, known Liverpool fan. Uh, next up, uh, an American, uh, LeBron James, basketball star, age 39, still playing, I believe, um, as well as his own exploits in the sport, with, with many with many people considering him, him to be the best basketball player of all time. He's okay. also been a part owner of Liverpool FC since 2011 as part of the Fenway Sports Group. Are no. you taking issue with You're that? You're not having that. That really? is tenuous beyond. And also, hang on a minute. Just one second, Dave Roberts. I remember two seasons ago where you got really annoyed and said that Watford were not allowed Elton John in their celebrity fans list. because. And then owners... I relented because you included him anyway. And I said that if you were someone who was famous before being an owner of a club, so... Elton counts, Delia for uh, for Norwich City, they now count. But players and managers, they're definitely out. You make the rules up every you make your rules up as you go along. It's ridiculous. Very clear. Very clear. <laughs> it's about as clear as mud, Dave. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Moving on. Which ridiculous one have we got next? We've had two, so number three, no no particular order, these. Uh, Mike Myers, comic actor, now age 60, although he's born in Toronto. Yeah. His parents were both from the Old Swan area of Liverpool. He came to prominence on the US TV show Saturday Night Live in the late 1980s and early 1990s, and is perhaps best known for his film roles in the Wayne's World and Austin Powers films. Correct. Next up. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Go on. What other evidence do you have that he is an actual Liverpool fan? Just because his parents were born in Liverpool, how do you know he's not an Evertonian? How do you know he just doesn't like football at all? Tell me what evidence you've got. Plenty of photos. I mean, in Liverpool shirt. Mm, Okay, move on. This is a ridiculous list, by the way. You can check up on... on, I shall. I will be fact-checking these, Dave Roberts. Next, please. Uh, The next one's definitely been seen in a Liverpool shirt, and she's from Liverpool. Uh, Sporty Spice, or Mel C, that's 49-year-old Melanie Chisholm of Spice Girls fame. Uh, was born in Whiston on Merseyside and famously wore a Liverpool shirt in the video for their debut hit, Wannabe, 
back in 1996. Uh, she's been a lifelong supporter of the Reds. That one's allowed. Assuming you're allowing that one, yes. I'm allowing that one, and she was my second favourite Spice Girl, so I love her. She's fine. Next up, 38-year-old Elizabeth Woolridge Grant is better known as singer Lana Del Rey. She was introduced to the club by her manager, Ben, and attended her first match way back in 2013. In 2020, she recorded a version of You'll Never Walk Alone for a documentary entitled The End of the Storm, all about the 2019-20 season with proceeds going to the LFC Foundation. Okay. I think that's a nonsense, but carry on. And then, last sixth on our list, last and by no means least, and involving a, a bit of a niche uh, bonus stat at the end, uh, is John Bishop, the 57-year-old stand-up comedian, was actually born at Mill Road Hospital in Everton, but chose to be a Red instead. He's from a footballing family. His older brother, Eddie, also played professional football in the 1980s and 1990s, including for Tranmere Rovers, and scored twice in a 2-2 draw for them against Burnley at Turf Moor in March 1989. That one you can have. I'm allowing that one. I'm literally only allowing probably two out of that list. Um, What did our... um, I I think our team never um, scored this quite high, didn't they? Sevens and eights, I think, mainly, yeah. What are you going with? I'm staying impartial with this. I, I, I'd i edge up towards an eight, I think, in terms of, I mean, LeBron James is, I mean, we're not American, but in terms of sports stars in America, he's uh, he's right up there. Daniel Craig. He's not, no, he's not. I'm saying nothing. Carry on. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm edging towards, in between seven and eight, I'm edging towards an eight. Fine. I'm, I play no part in this. Because we're now making up imaginary fans that are suddenly swaying. So you you score them and put them in the league wherever you want, Dave. I don't care. Um, okay, uh, that is all we have time for in terms of our preview show. Thank you, Dave, for all of those very helpful stats and facts. Um, I think we've probably got an FPL reminder, don't we, for our listeners, Dave? Uh, well, yeah, as well as uh, listening to the uh, FPL standalone episode we had earlier in the week, uh, in terms of a very quick reminder, there's no Friday night fixtures this nope. week. So game week 24 will commence on Saturday lunchtime, uh, with Everton having the tough trip to face the reigning champions at the City of Manchester Stadium. Uh, that means the deadline for making any transfers, team changes, or choosing to play your chips will be 11am on Saturday morning. Um, so that's that's basically it in terms of FPL. And make sure you go back and listen to the episode if you haven't already. Yes, we have a special guest. Uh, Jimmy Claret is on this week, who is our uh, Claret's FPL um, expert in terms of a fan base. He's got a pretty decent Twitter following. And he's, uh, yeah, he gives some really good hints about something called a blank game week, which I didn't realise existed. So I got some really good information from him. Um, did you see the section on how well I'm doing at the moment, Dave? I saw the start of it. I didn't actually see anything in no, terms of. But he didn't. Did I miss anything? Yeah, no, not really. Just. Somebody who you might not necessarily think of as a natural FPL manager might be in the current top five of manager of the month. That's all. You ain't miss much, but, you know. Thanks for your support as ever, Dave. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so this is what happens when you take a break from the FPL. Um, I'm trying to catch up to you. So when you come back to play, I'll be uh, I'll be beating you. And you never know one season I might fulfil my lifelong ambition to come ahead of you in the 
FPL league. Who knows? Uh, thanks to everybody has ever who contributed to making this episode. To Dave for his phenomenal work he puts into making these stats and, and getting the show together. Thank you, Dave. We do appreciate it. To producer Matt for knitting it all together and getting it out there. And to the rest of the team who worked really hard this week in getting the three shows out there and all of our opposition views. To Henry Jackson as well for his opposition view. Thank you all. Uh, we will be back on Monday with our analysis show, looking back at that result against Liverpool and just seeing where the rest of the season is going to take us. Um, and we'll be back next week with a preview show ahead of the home visit from Arsenal. That's all we have time for. I've been Nakla Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time. The Known and Never podcast is brought to you in association with the TalkSport fan network. Our host and editor is Natalie Bromley and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonenever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.